Well, time again for Behind the Scenes with John and Corin. This is for Chapter 9, and uh, this is one I, John, wrote uh, mostly, though usually Corin contributes ideas here and there, so I can't claim sole ownership of any particular section. I, I think the part that the, we... The moody part might have had a lot of Corin's input. I think that was the part that we discussed. It was always, yeah. it, would, it, would always, it would often be things that we'd be talking about and coming up with together. So a lot of the ideas are perfectly both of ours. Yeah. It's, uh, we kept it quite, quite collaborative more. So I say than I dare say than even, uh, Lennon McCartney, those, those type of people. Cause honestly, <laughs> when you listen to those, the one singing lead wrote the song. I mean, that's just the rule of thumb, mm-hmm. but anyway, very, very early. We <laughs> would do like, like literally sit down and write a song together, but I think that yeah, stopped didn't. like 1963, 64. Didn't last long. So anyway, <laughs> the elephant in the room with this chapter is North American readers might not know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> this is all a very like somewhat recent British political set- send up of there was a, a leader of the Labour Party who a lot of people admired, a lot of young people named Jeremy Corbyn, and he was railroaded by rumors of scandal rumors that were never really substantiated in any way uh, that he was somehow soft on anti-Semitism. And, um, you know, it was so indirect and so such a hodgepodge of just put together stuff like you put wreaths on this funeral where these other guys were present. And, you know, this is my point of view, but honestly, I challenge anyone to produce real evidence of Corbyn being an anti-Semite because honestly, his part of labor was always with british jews and and helping them and yeah anyway it's uh there was also a a big part of uh rowling's political activism at that point was saying uh dumbledore is not jeremy corbyn she came (laughs) out and said that on twitter quite uh baldly at one point because a lot of young people were drawing comparisons they were like oh we're the wizards and we're dumbledore's army and we're gonna take on the system um, for for people, for North Americans or Americans especially, Corbyn was very similar to Bernie Sanders a few years ago uh, in his influence and the optimism and the response young people were giving. So anyway, but J.K. Rowling was having none of it. She despised Corbyn and his project, apparently totally bought the rumors of the bogus anti-Semitism. And um, yeah, so that <laughs> that is the origin of this nonsense. So this was an opportunity for us to, you know, playfully poke fun at uh, at one of the points that we disagree with her on, and we think she's just dead wrong on in terms of uh, criticizing Corbin for that. Yeah, and well, and this is a proof of Corbin's passivity and Dumpledorns is that uh, we gave a quote of Burbage's. It's a real quote, but uh, a fellow member of Parliament of Corbin's was like to his face on. Uh, in the corridors of, of British Westminster Parliament, she said, you're a fucking anti-Semite and a racist. She said that to his face, and he just said, I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> and honestly, and he did not expel her from the Labour Party. He was leader at the time. And she just <laughs> screamed this this smear in his face, and he was just like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, so that was disappointing very, for very many angles. Disappointing, but also very, also very impressive sort of, 
as uh, a person example turn the other cheek as yeah. a person not necessarily a politician no 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 it shows a bit of weakness in my opinion <laughs> but but it's but it's very impressive in terms of being able to forgive people and look past their stupidity well yeah but anyway so yes that so that for people confused by that whole nonsense and thinking i am being completely self-indulgent <laughs> you are correct that's the whole book almost. bravo well I, <laughs> like, I just hope it's not as obvious well, in other places there's, there's like there's levels of jokes in this book like there's the very obvious ones that you know everybody's gonna make and that we just try and make as well as we could like the joke about dumbledore screaming hey did you put your name in a goblet of fire um <laughs> we had <laughs> stuff that more people might <laughs> you know that's be familiar that's with. like the literally the most famous harry potter meme of all time as he he asked calmly um exactly but then we had to do that but then there's levels of stuff and there's that's one i mean that's that was that moment was one of the reasons why i picked book four in the first place literally <laughs> well also i was just thinking about this book four is really where the world building starts to expand the most so it was the most logical yeah. starting point for us even even in terms of stuff that we don't really get into in this book or they don't get into in the movie at all um like uh, Ludo Bagman, the character of Ludo Bagman, and he's the the head of the Department of Magical Games and Sports, and he's like yeah, we, his whole career as a I'm, beater. And I'm he's very sorry and... to people who were waiting for him to appear in this book, but I can tell you now, we pretty much forgot <laughs> to include Ludo well, Bagman. Know, there was just no like he only interacts with Harry. There was no way to like. Well, I I do want him later because he goes on the lamb, and I think it would be funny to include him in like book yeah. seven or something. But. Yeah, exactly. The characters can say, weren't you at school a bit there? We saw you and no, you never talked to anyone but Harry. Yeah. So yeah, we, we might do that. But, but but yeah, there's levels of jokes. And so this is one of the more obscure or at least very, very British centric ones that a lot of Brits will get, at least if they're in tune politically. And a lot of Americans will have no idea what the hell we're talking about. But I think it's still funny, even out of context. I think it's pretty true to Dumbledore's character. Well, yeah, and then we have the second half of the chapter with the kind of meta, you know, because if you've read book four, you know that Moody is an imposter. So <laughs> yeah, spoiler, they, 20 years ago. they already discover that, you know, within the first few weeks of school, <laughs> yeah. our characters, and then he has to sort of account for himself. So we, we just thought that would be funny we, to we play have, with. We just thought like, yeah, a whole year, he's going to mess up at some point, especially if he goes to sleep and just oversleeps the amount of time that the potion transformed him. And this is, this is early on when he probably just wasn't as disciplined. And he might've, he might've just like, yeah, he might've not brewed himself enough potion. Like Polyjuice potion is hard to make. He had to have been thinking about that months in advance because it takes them months to do it in the second book. Yeah, so. <laughs> and then then people just use polyjuice like all the time. It's, it's the fix all as a regular device. It's, and... it's the it's it's the time turner that she didn't get rid of. Yeah, <laughs> it's very a, convenient. World breaking mechanic. But anyway, I guess uh, we're running running pretty long for this <laughs> this kind of episode. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, if if we think of other things for for later episodes, other behind the scenes, will we will note them. That's all we got for today. Go away now. <laughs> <laughs>